Greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Circuit Rider broadcast here this morning. I hope you have your Bibles and a pen and a paper so that you can write these verses down. We're going to continue on with our study uh, about God's Holy Word. And this morning, uh, if we was to name our lesson, it would be, uh, How Should We Treat God's Word and Our Duties to the Word of God? And uh, we're going to begin here with uh, the first one here in Isaiah and uh, chapter 62, or 66, and verse 2. Isaiah 66, verse 2 says, For all those things hath mine hand made, and all of those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit, and trembleth at my word. Now the word tremble means to shake involuntarily, as with fear, uh, weakness, uh, to quake, to quiver. Uh, and uh, it means absolutely to, to, uh, uh, something that has made, made you tremble uh, was uh, you know, something that made you fear, fearful. Now, you know what? A lot of people absolutely have this business, and there is so much disrespect for the Word of God. And uh, it's, a, it's a shame today of where we are in the day and age that we live. But I wanted to start with this one here because of the idea that, you know what? A lot of people don't, respe- uh, don't respect and tremble at the Word of God. Why? Why should we tremble at the Word of God? Because it's true. Because the idea that it's just like God's words and it's just like God talking with you. And uh, I'm telling you, we're talking about the God of this universe. We're talking about somebody that created you and I and has the power of life and death. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, the Bible talks about the fear of God. And you know what? There is such a lack of fear of God today. I mean, uh, a lot of people have made God into some kind of an image uh, uh, made into birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Uh, We know what that says over there in the book of Romans in chapter 1. And uh, you know what? And so then they become this effeminate group, this uh, uh, group that uh, absolutely has no fear of God. And uh, if they don't have no fear of God, I'm going to tell you one thing. What is what is their flesh going to do? What are they going to do? They're going to go and do like they're doing today in this wicked, uh, ungodly world that we have today. I mean, uh, go out and uh, because you know what? Uh, when people do not respect authority... When they're not taught to respect authority, those that are over you, those that are in charge, those that have the power, uh, uh, you know, of uh, punishment, if you please, uh, or where you will spend eternity. You know, my dad told me one time a long time ago, and I've said this many times often, you know, my dad said, if you don't respect me, you won't respect uh, authority. Uh, I mean, the police department, uh, any of these others, let alone God. And you know what? My dad had some great wisdom about that. That is honestly the truth. You know what? The kids uh, today have been grown, raised up, you know what I mean? Basically to raise themselves and do their thing. And uh, you know what? They've gone out on their own. And what what have they become? Uh, Well, just watch the news and you can see it. Uh, all this stuff. You know what? I mean, we're there. 
Uh, I mean, uh, according to the book of Timothy, I mean, perilous times should come. Men should be lovers of their own selves, proud, disobedient, unto parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. Do you know something? One of the first things that we ought to understand here, and what is our duty towards the Word of God? We ought to, uh, we should tremble at it in respect and obedience. Amen. The Word of God. I mean, the very words of God. Isaiah sixty-six two. Now, you know, the second thing, you know what we should do in our duty towards the Word of God? We ought to love it. Psalm chapter 119 and verse 97 says, Oh, how I love thy law. Let me ask you a question here. What is your opinion, I mean, uh, towards the Word of God? Uh, The average Joe American today you know, I mean, uh, if they even pick up their Bible and take it to church, if they go to church, you know what I mean? They'll take it there to look like they've really uh, into this and uh, into uh, uh, being a Christian and that they read the Bible, they have respect for the Bible, and then when they come home, they lay it on the coffee table or wherever, and uh, it stays there the rest of the week uh, because they don't have time, preacher. Uh, we don't have time for that. We've got, we're busy. Well, okay. You know what? Uh, you can't tell me you love the Lord, and you can't tell me you love the Word of God. You know what? The Bible says here, oh, how I love thy law. I can't get enough of it. Uh, you know what? In all sincerity, and, and it's not that I'm some uh, holier than thou, uh, uh, some uh, magn- magnificent dude, and I'm nothing but a sinner saved by the grace of God. But I want you to know one thing, brother. When I got saved, and I mean the Lord Jesus Christ uh, dwells within me through the Holy Spirit of God, my life was changed. I know what he did for me, and I know that he gave me a place uh, called heaven uh, that I can look forward to, and I know that my life belongs to him. And brother, I'll tell you something. You know what? There's great comfort. There's great peace. There's great joy. There's great refuge in the precious word of God. Amen. And I love the word of God. I love for when he, you know, that's the way God speaks to us. We speak to him through prayer. He speaks to us through the word of God. Amen. Let me tell you something here. It was like when I used to love to listen to my dad and talk to my dad and fellowship with him. And you know what? In all sincerity, I can't do that right now. One day, Glory to God, I'll be able to again. But I'm going to tell you something here. You know, God is my Father, and I love it when my Father talks to me and tells me what I need to do. I've learned a lot of things in this life. I've learned about my wickedness. I've learned about, you know, what I need to rely upon Him for every little decision that I make. I mean, listen, do I make mistakes? Do I sin? Absolutely, on a daily basis. And I'm not proud of it, but I'm going to tell you something here, ladies and gentlemen. When you got the Word of God, you love the Word of God, you love to listen to your Father, you love to listen to instruction. And that's where you get it today. Now, the problem is today, we don't have people that love the Lord, that love the Word of God. Do you? Oh, how I love thy law. Psalm 119.97. The third thing we ought to look at is to meditate in it. In Psalm 119.97, it says, meditate on it. It is my meditation all the day. Do you know something? When I'm driving down the road, I might meditate upon a verse of scripture here, try to memorize the verses. I mean, I may meditate upon a thing when I look at a problem or look at something. Somebody calls me up and asks me some questions. I'm meditating upon the word of God. Lord, what would you say about that? 
You know what? That's where we get instruction. That's where we get wisdom. You know, this book is a book of life. It's our instruction book for when we're here in this life. The fourth thing, I mean, it says here in Psalm chapter 1 and verse 2, His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Amen? Uh, I mean, is your delight uh, in the law of the Lord? I mean, do you delight in it? Is that your joy? Is that what you really desire to do? Is the idea of, you know, spending some good time, good quality time, learning about how God is and his character and his great love uh, for his creation and what he has done for us. Uh, I mean, for the, for the whole world. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Do you know something? God loves you. And you know what? He wants to give you eternal life. But you know what? The choice is yours. You know, is delight. Delight is the idea of, you know, what brings you joy. When a person truly gets saved, and not until, when a person truly gets saved, born again, I want you to know one thing. Uh, the word of God becomes alive. It starts speaking to your spirit, your soul. And I'll tell you what, it ought to become something that is so prevalent in your life that you want to hear from God on a daily basis. Do you? Is it, it your, is it your delight? Let me show you another thing. We ought to take heed to it. In Psalms chapter 119, verse 9, it says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto, according to thy word. You know what taking heed means? It means the idea that you ought to yield to it. You ought to listen to what God's saying and saying, You know what? I want your answer, God. What should I do? What is the decision that I should make here? Which way, God, should I go? You know what? God knows the end from the beginning. God knows the story. He knows where you're going to be next year. He knows where you're going to be tomorrow. He knows what's going to happen in your life and your family and the whole deal. Do you know what? God knows the story. Why in the world don't you take heed to the word of God and say, Okay, God, I want to do what pleases you. You know, one day we're going to stand before God and give an account of our life for what we've done. I'm talking to the Christians at the moment. And do you know something? We're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And you know what? We're going to say, and, and, and you know, we're going to be judged for what we have done in our lives since we have been saved. What's it going to be like for you? Are you taking heed to the word of God? Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? You know what? You want your ways to start being better and better and better? Start reading the scriptures, studying the scriptures, getting into the word of God and saying, okay, God, this is the way I don't want to walk. You know, in my prayer uh, uh, message, uh, in my prayer book, what I do uh, when I'm praying, you know what I mean? I ask the Lord because the Bible says, let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ Jesus. I always ask him, I said, Lord, help me and, and grant me the mind of Christ, Lord God, and help me to think like you think, Lord. I pray this every day. Lord, help me to love the things that you love and help me to hate the things that you hate. You mean God hates? Absolutely. Yes, he does. Uh, ye that love the Lord hate evil. You know, God hates evil. He hates sin. Amen. 
And I'm going to tell you one thing, brother. You better recognize the idea that in this book is good instruction, and you ought to take heed. You want your you want your ways to be prosperous. I mean, uh, uh, not that you're going to get rich or any of this other thing in this mess. But do you want your family protected? You want you protected. You want God to absolutely uh, bless your life. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You ought to take heed. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Psalm 119, verse 9. Here's another one we ought to do. We ought to hide it in our heart. It says in Psalm 119, 11, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I want you to know one thing. Uh, we need, we grieve the Holy Spirit of God by our sin. And I'm going to tell you something. If you take and hide God's word in your heart, you know what? It says that I may not, that I might not sin against thee. You know what? You memorize verses of scripture on a weekly basis. I mean, why don't you start with one verse on a week? I mean, and put it up on the calendar and just say, okay, I'm going to, and ask the Lord. I mean, God, what are the verses that you'd have me to memorize? Put it on the calendar. Put it on the week, you know what I mean? And in the morning when you wake up, quote the verse of Scripture. Read the verse of Scripture. I mean, in the evening before you go to sleep, you know what I mean? And you take your Bible out. Read that verse of Scripture. I mean, don't don't be overwhelmed by all of the uh, uh, chapters in the Word of God. I'm talking about the idea of you memorizing verses in Scriptures. And start with a verse of Scripture per week. And I mean, just quote that verse in the morning and then uh, uh, read that verse in the evening and then read that verse in the morning when you get up and then read that verse in the evening when you go to back to bed. And for seven days, that's a week. I mean, listen, go ahead. And then let me tell you, at the end of that seven weeks, see if you don't have a verse of scripture that's memorized. And just think about this. If you did that every month, you'd have four verses of scripture. And you know something, if you, uh, if, if you had... Uh, and did that for one year, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you know? Do you have the mathematics there? I mean, how many verses of Scripture? You'd have 48 verses of Scripture at the end of each year. I mean, you know, memorized in your heart that God could really have right there. And just think about the words that would be flowing in your heart and in your mind. You know, hide it in your heart. I'll tell you another thing here is that we need to declare it. Uh, in Psalm 119, verse 13, it says, With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. You know, I mean, the idea of you declaring the word of God is that you opening up your word, opening up your mouth, and to speak the word of God, to declare the word of God. I'm going to tell you something. Things happen in this life, and they are so. Uh, there are so many things that are anti-scriptural. I mean, uh, that are against the word of God. And you know what? If you knew the word, you could recognize and say, you know what? I need to pray about that, and I don't need to go that way because God's against it. You know what? I mean, you know, you could, you'd be surprised at how much the Word of God, hiding the Word of God in your heart, would change your life. And I mean, you know what? When you start, you start to declare, I mean, you start talking the Word of God. When you start uh, talking to your friends and, and your family and your people and so forth. And I mean, then, I mean, the Holy Spirit of God can work and move because that's how the Holy Spirit of God does. You know what? He, the Holy Spirit uh, convicts of sin, righteousness, and judgment. How? Through the Word of God. And uh, 
Let me tell you how much we need to uh, uh, declare the word of God. I'll tell you another thing that we ought to do. We, 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 ought, uh, we, we shouldn't despise it. Now I want to tell you something. In Proverbs chapter 13, verse 13, it says, Whoso despiseth the word shall be destroyed. You know what? I mean, that's, that's a real warning there. Whoso despiseth the word shall be destroyed. I've had people tell me, you know, as we were talking and, and witnessing and, and speaking the word of God, I've had people tell me, well, I don't care what that book says. I mean, they were dead set on the idea of what they were going to do. They have already made their judgment. And you know what? That's exactly how they talk. I, they don't care what the word of God says. Uh, you know what? You have women. Uh, you you have wives that, that uh, say, well, I, I don't care what my husband says. I'm going to do so and so. Well, you better get back to reading the Bible there and understanding something here because that's against Scripture. I mean, the Word of God says in the book of Titus in chapter 2, for you to obey your husband in everything, that the Word of God be not blasphemed. And you blaspheme against God when you're against your husband and you talk against him. I mean, that's, that's just bad. I mean, that's just wrong because that's what the Scripture says. Do you know, here's another thing for you husbands. I mean, you ought to love your, uh, love your wife as Jesus Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. No matter what she is, what she's done, or whatever the case may be, you ought to love her. You ought to love her anyway. You know what? You can't force somebody to love you. I mean, you, you can't. But I mean, let me tell you what you can do. You can pray for her and you can love her and you can do whatever you can do and just, you know, and let God work and let God move and whatever the case may be there. So, but I mean, see, these are things that what we ought to do is not despise the word. And I mean, not, not go against the word of God. When you go against the word of God, you're despising the word of God. It said, whoso despises the word shall be destroyed. And I'm going to tell you something. There are people that, that, that absolutely, they despise the word. They don't want nothing to do with the word of God. They don't want nothing to, and, and in essence, they don't want nothing to do with church. And they don't want nothing to do with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why this country is in such a mess that it is. Because, I mean, people are despising the word of God. They're going against this book. Do you know that this country was set up side by side with the word of God in our, in our forefathers? I don't care what you what people say, and these educators, these dumbos that are over there, you know, trying to educate people, you know, educate the kids with their philosophy and all that stuff. I'm going to tell you, when they try to kick out God out of the textbooks and so forth and, and scripture out of the textbooks, I'm going to tell you something. That's wrong. And uh, you know what? It's just exactly what the Word of God says. They're going to be destroyed. And that's the way it is. You know what? Psalm 14.1, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Now, do you know these verses of Scripture? Has it affected your life to where you come up with an attitude and a character that is God-fearing? I want to tell you something. You ought to grab a hold of these things. Here's another one I want you to see in Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16. Joy and rejoicing. Thy word was unto me, the joy and rejoicing of my heart. I'll tell you something. I can have a miserable day. I mean, listen here, and I'm sure that you have been there. And I mean, uh, we all walk on the same ground. 
And the idea of it is, is I can have such a miserable day and things go wrong and things happen and the whole deal, you know what I mean? But you know what I can do? I can pick up the Word of God and, and, and get to praying and pick up the Word of God and start reading. And I'll guarantee my whole countenance changes. And I mean, my, I mean, it, it just seems like there's a load that lifts off my heart and uh, God just gives me peace and God absolutely... You know why? Because these verses like this, casting all my cares upon him. Why? Because he cares for us. I mean, giving it to the Lord and saying, Lord, what do you think about this matter? And I start reading the verses of Scripture and reading in, in the book of Psalms and what happened with David and all the troubles that David went through and what happened with him and how he came to the Lord continually and how God gave him victory. Why? Because God, he was trusting in the Lord. Are you trusting the Lord? Let me tell you something. When I get into the Word of God, I mean, it's my joy and it's my rejoicing in my heart. Amen. I need His Word. I need the Lord. Somebody said, oh, well, that's your crutch. It's the best crutch I ever had in my life. Amen. And I'll tell you what, you ought to grab a hold of it. Because I'll tell you what, you can lean on the Lord. You can lean on the Scriptures because they're truth. You know, this Bible is the only truth this world has. Amen, amen. Let God be true. And every man, including you and me, a liar. That's what the Word of God says. It says here, it says here, continue in it. It says in John and chapter 8 and verse 31, If you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples in, indeed. Are you continuing the word? I've seen people do this. I've seen people grab a hold and man, they go out and get them a real nice, good, fresh Bible. <laughs> and I mean, they hold that thing like it's, a, 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 like it's one of these gold bricks. And uh, they come in with it, you know what I mean? And they say, oh, preacher, man, look at my new Bible. You know what I mean? I'm looking at it, and they're looking at me like I did. I washed my hands when I picked up that Bible. And I'm looking at it, and I'm, I'm you know, going back and forth, you know what I mean, and seeing the papers. And, I, man, I'm careful not to even put my fingerprints on it if I can. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, they have it for a few weeks and all that business. And then all of a sudden, I mean, you know, you don't see it with see it with, uh, see them, or or you don't see that the Bible with them anymore, or, or something like that. Hey, how's that new Bible? You reading? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, when I get time, you know what? That's the way things are today. You know what happens? There's so many destructions, distractions that destruct uh, your desire to read the Word of God, to be in the Word of God. I'm going to tell you something. You ought to continue in the Word of God. Amen. Are you continuing in the word? Continuing in it, John chapter 8, verse 31, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. Here's another one. You ought to hear it and you ought to keep it. In Luke chapter 11, verse 28, it says, blessed are they. Blessed. You know what the word blessed means? Happy. You want to be happy? It said blessed. Blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. You know what? I mean, uh, uh, that goes right along with the book of James, which says, uh, uh, you know, that you ought to be uh, doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. That's in James chapter 1 and verse 22. Are you, are you being a, uh, a doer of the word of God and, ju and not, not just a hearer of the word? 
Oh, listen here, we ought to grab a hold of it. We ought to absolutely get into it, and we ought to hear it and keep it. Amen. Here's another one. This is one of my favorite verses of Scripture. Is 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Let me share something here with you. It says study. That's the first word. Are you studying the word of God? God commands us here in this church day, uh, in this, uh, in this uh, uh, dispensation, uh, the church dispensation that we're in right now. I mean, you know, God says for us to study, to show ourselves approved unto God, uh, a, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Where do we get our character? Where do we get our judgments from? Do you know something? I want you to hear me. You get a judgment. Your judgments came from somewhere and somebody that influenced you. Who is influencing you to have the attitude and the character and the judgment that you have? Somebody Somebody influenced you. I mean, let me ask you something. Now, here's the $100 question. Was it the right influence or was it the wicked influence? Who was it that influenced you to have your judgments and your likes or your dislikes that you like and that you dislike? You know what? I'm going to tell you something. You ought to study to show yourself approved unto God. Let me ask you a question. I mean, your judgments here and your character right now, are they approved of God? Does God put his stamp of approval on it? Somebody said, well, I don't care whether he approves it or not. Well, I mean, there you go. I mean, that just goes to show you who you are and what you're all about and who your God is and where you're going to spend eternity. If you don't care what God feels about you and you don't think you don't care whether God approves it or not approves it, I'm going to tell you something. The Bible says the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. And brother, he that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son, the wrath of God abideth on him. And I'm going to tell you that's part of this country's trouble today. It's because people have done away with God. They've done away with the Word of God. They've done away with teaching the kids the word of God, that they might set their hope in God. And so, you know what? That's the way things are today. And you know what? According to the word of God, if you don't care and you're not approved and you don't care whether you're approved of God, we know where your eternity is. But I'm going to tell you, the Bible says, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman, and it is a work to study the word of God. A workman needs not to be ashamed. Can you rightly divide the word of truth? Can you study the word? I've had people tell me, well, you know, so-and-so in my family, why, ah, he knows that book from cover to cover. And I've met those so-and-sos and uh, that supposedly know the book from cover to cover. And uh, they'll, they'll quote me something out of the book of Palms. Uh-huh. And they'll uh, go over there and say, yeah, preacher, you know over there in the book of Job where it says over there so-and-so. Oh, and they know that book from cover to cover? (laughs) Yeah, okay, your father's mustache. You know what? I'll tell you one thing. Studying to show yourself approved unto God, a workman indeed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. There are divisions in this book. Do you know that? 
I mean, uh, listen, right off the bat, you know, there's the New Testament, the Old Testament. There are divisions in this book. Can you definitely get into the Word of God and give uh, uh, about the seven dispensations about how God dealt differently with man from the beginning of time on this world to where it's going up to eternity? Can you show me those? Let me tell you something we ought to study to show ourselves approved unto God. You know, I'll tell you what, when we study the Word of God, it's our duty to take heed to these things. And I hope and pray that by uh, the Bible study and the lesson here that we're, we're dealing with here today, that this, try, this is trying to, I, I'm trying to encourage you to know our responsibility and how we ought to treat the Word of God. We ought to love it. I mean, we ought to tremble at the Word. We ought to absolutely meditate upon it. We ought to delight in it. We ought to take heed on it. We ought to hide it in our heart. We ought to declare it. We ought not despise it. It ought to be our joy and our rejoicing. We ought to continue in it. We ought to hear it and keep it. And we ought to study it. Amen. I'm asking you today, are you doing these things? I mean, what is the Word of God for you? I mean, what is it? Is it precious to you? I'll close with this. Many, many years ago when my grandparents were raising me, back down home in West Virginia in Hills, I remember one time Grandma and Grandpa bought me this white Bible, this little precious white Bible. It was one of these expensive ones that had that fine paper. To me, that was absolutely the best. I carried that thing around with me. And I'm telling you, I didn't want it to get dirty. I didn't want nothing to happen. And everywhere I went, I went and carried that thing around with me. I'm so proud of that thing. That's what the Word of God ought to be to you and to me. It's the words. It's not the paper that's printed on. It's the words that makes the difference in our life. May God help you to see the truth.